Welcome to episode four of LTC TV. Did it right this time. What's going on? It's Bob Thompson uh, with my other host, Chaz Molesky. And today we're coming to you with three awesome topics body dysmorphia, punishment workouts. Yeah, what the hell are they and why are they being done? Uh, and then how to stay consistent on vacation. We talked about how to stay consistent during holiday times. And now, even though it is going into the holidays, we do have a lot of vacations coming up, especially depending on where you are. And this is just always important for everybody to talk about. So that's what we got coming at them today in episode four, which we had a little bit of a delay. About two weeks. Two weeks from uh, episode three to episode four, which we don't want to do. We don't want to do that to you. You don't want to leave you hanging. We know that you, you absolutely love listening to us and being here with us. And we love talking to you and helping you. Uh, but we're, as you can see... Our last episode was in here. It was when it was still being uh, still being done. Yeah. yeah. So it was a little bit. It was a little bit different in the way that it looked. But uh, we're here at uh, the Westchester Legion location, which just finally a week ago was say Friday. Monday it opened, didn't it? Or no, was we opened it, on Friday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we yeah. opened on oh Thursday. 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 So we're a week yes. and a day of our new Westchester location, which I'm blown away with. I love how it came. Beautiful. It finished up, yeah. um, but it was definitely one of the hardest build outs that I've ever had. One longest, of the most painful. Too, right? It was hands down the longest build out for a location. Now this was uh, my second location that I opened, and I opened it originally in 2014. And we'll go into body dysmorphia in a little bit because I got into fitness. And realize that I do have a pretty big body dysmorphia. So a lot of everything that you see here from this new location, but from the second location that opened up was all because of that. But when I first started Legion, it wasn't about like, it wasn't about active transformations. It, it kind of was, but it wasn't. You know, I started Legion transformation or Legion originally as Legion Sports Performance. It was training athletes to get better and increase their performance. When in reality, the reason I wanted to get in this industry was for my transformation, like I was 115 pounds, hated the way I looked. And then when we get into body dysmorphia, it's kind of sometimes how I still see myself in the mirror. Um, so you gave me an awesome compliment today, which I was like, all right, that's sweet. I'll take it. Um, but this location, it was, it was long overdue. It was a different business when, uh, when I first opened it up and we've definitely taken it a long way since then. And this location needed an update. I mean, the, the other location was originally in an alleyway that the parking lot up top would ticket people yeah. and you have to like go down if it's night and you're going into this place, you know where it was. It was hard to find. So we found an amazing location, but it was just, it was a headache and a nightmare. If something could go wrong in build out for, for any business and especially for the gym, especially when we had members that have been here for years yeah. that essentially we were displaced for like four months. We were, we were only able to run half operations here for four months. Thankfully we have an amazing franchisee that opened her doors to a lot of our members at night. Um, and even throughout the day to help them out. But it was, it was a nightmare. It was a freaking process from hell. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're here. We're here. We made it. And that's why it kind of held us up for a little bit. And that was one of the reasons for the delays. Uh, getting it up, but we're here. We're back. We're going to be more back on track coming to you with things that are going to help you in your life because as you know, we are the fitness show that is going to sometimes go way off course for fitness because and fitness is fun, but it tailors in everything in life. Oh, absolutely. You know, kind of just how, you know, we'll get into topic number one, which is body dysmorphia. What is body dysmorphia? Why is it coming about? How you can help it? You know, how you can combat it? How do you know if it's limiting you? 
And I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, so why don't you kind of kick us off with what is body dysmorphia? Yeah, all right. So I want to get a sip of some chocolate protein. Yeah. So body dysmorphia is that feeling of not seeing the results that you've been working for uh, that's actually misplaced. So it's when other people will see your results or other people will see the changes, but you yourself do not see the changes or you still see yourself as you were when you first started. Sounds so you took that right out of a textbook. Textbook well, chats. You know, Here we go. I've worked with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, so it's it, it's one of those things where you don't really realize it's happening until it happens, and then yeah. you're in the position of, okay, now that I know it's there, what do I do? Because yeah. now I can't get out of that mindset. I can't get out of the thinking. It is it's such a limiting factor, and it holds people back from their true progress of what they can achieve. And it's, I do you know, is there like a certain stat out there of what pe- how many people suffer from it? Uh, I don't know a specific statistic, but yeah. I do know that fitness within the past 20 years fitness addiction has been oh, on the God. rise yeah. of something that and, and it's largely fueled by that that yeah. feeling of not being good enough after working for so hard or yeah. always striving to keep that next goal and the problem with it is it's a double edged sword right like on one hand it keeps you motivated to keep making progress or to keep working yeah. out and then exercising everything. but then on the other hand you take it to unhealthy levels because you can't realistically see what's happening Correct, to you yeah. and, and, and you know you have a distorted vision of what is enough or, yeah. or what it's going to look like and if you can't ever get there in your head you know it's similar to uh, anorexia or bulimia in the sense that what you see is completely altered from the reality yeah and it can make it very challenging to really get any fulfillment or enjoyment yeah. out of what you're doing with for the sake of killing yourself yeah. to do it you know? and body dysmorphia can then morph into and bring apart uh, bring upon other issues such as mm-hmm. yeah. anorexia nervosa and the opposite of that too uh, and just to kind of paint a story for people of what you know can happen and what it is so i i might even still suffer from it honestly to this day absolutely um you know because when I, I said earlier how i started 115 pounds so when i first got into fitness i was skin and bones mm-hmm. i was not like i was skinnier i mean i remember i had a one of my first goals, I had a size small. So I listened to metal, by the way. I really listened to metal back then. I was listening to band, like band Slipknot or whatever. It was still around. But like that's what I listened to. And I, I would wear, I was like this weird metalhead kid in yeah. high school. So I'd wear black t-shirts and, and black jeans all the time. And I had Did this. You really? Yeah. <laughs> with a, you know, with a, like a shaved head. So I don't, and I had terrible facial hair. I have amazing facial hair now. Of For those that don't. Start watching this, this on mean. YouTube. This, this amazing. I didn't know I could even grow facial hair until about a year ago, and then I'm just like all in on it now. I can't stop. Uh, but in high school, yeah, I just you know I was like that's what I dressed. And when I got into fitness, you know, I, I was 115 pounds and I was just so skinny. So my original goal, because I didn't know, I set this big goal to be 215 because I just had to be over 200 pounds. I wanted to gain 100 pounds. And for me though, to get there, setting up, we talked about setting up other goals to get that process goal was to fill out my size small t-shirt. Because when I had a size small t-shirt on, like the sleeves, I could fit two of my arms in there. Yeah. It was, and it wasn't even like a big size small. Um, but what ended up happening is throughout the process of training, I always saw that 115 pound kid. I would, no matter what, even after one year, and I think after one year I gained, you know, I didn't, I didn't get a ton of progress in my first year, but I still gained weight. But I, let's say I was at 130 or 135 or something like that after my first year. I still looked like I was that 115 pound guy, you know, and it's still, I, when I, when I, I would set goals or I couldn't acknowledge the progress that I had made and it w- couldn't almost 
be happy, which is a big part of continual pro- progression, yeah. uh, of kind of being grateful for the, the accomplishment that I had made. Um, and, and I would just see the 150 pound person. Then when I was 170 pounds, and then when I graduated high school, I was like 177. And then playing rugby, like at 210, 25, I still looked and I saw that 115 pound kid that had no self-esteem and no confidence because at the same time I still had all those same issues right. that were going on and it fueled me and but it also held me back significantly because you know I, I don't know how common it is but I would say that a lot of people that get into fitness especially people that compete definitely have this mm-hmm. you know people that's just gonna be a blatant statement uh, like blatant statement with no supporting evidence behind it but who cares well hey, hey I'm yeah. not I'm not going to reach this thing, but sure. like, you know, I think a lot of people that do compete struggle with these things and it's, it's what somewhat kind of motivates them, those people to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's not the, in my opinion, the right motivation to have, yeah. unfortunately. Well, if you think about it, it's when you hit your perceived peak, right? Yeah. Like you hit the top that you think you can actually achieve. Nothing else is going to come close to that. Like everything pales in comparison because mm-hmm. that's when you were at your quote unquote best. Yeah. So getting to that point for a lot of people, so much goes into it to get there that like the fall from that height, you know, that fall from yeah. grace is so steep or so yeah. painful that it's like, oh, it's a constant battle to try to get back up to that. But you don't have the same motivations. Yeah. You don't have the same fuel to get to that point. Yeah. And especially with uh, the whole body dysmorphia mentality and, and how that works is like uh, a lot of people like, you know, I, I, I coach people one-on-one a lot and sometimes when this comes up, there's an activity I'll do with them where I have them close their eyes and then imagine what they look like a year from this point. So sitting as they are, close your eyes. What do you look like a year from now? You should do that anyway, even if you don't think you have Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something you should do. Yeah, not if you're driving. But outside of that... Unless you're in a Tesla. (laughs) Pull over. And driving for you. And then you can do whatever you want. Right. But no, close your eyes. Imagine what you look like a year from this point on. If you don't perceive yourself looking any different than you do now, yeah. then it's a mental issue. It's not a capacity to do it. It's not a. It's not like you can't achieve that. It's in your head. You don't believe that it's possible because you can't see it. And yeah. a lot of times when you can't see it, you start looking for that thing that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times with body dysmorphia, it's a hyper focus on two things. It's one, as you were kind of talking about when you played rugby and you weighed 210 or whatever, because I played rugby too, and I remember I was one of the bigger guys on the team, but there were guys that were bigger than me. Yeah. And it was always the guys that were bigger than me that I focused on. I didn't care about the guys that were smaller than me. Like, just outran you. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah. like, I, yeah, they, they could ankles. bust, yeah, bust yeah. right past me, but yeah. it didn't matter. Like, I focused on the guys that were bigger than me because I'm like, yeah, this guy is either superior or yeah. I got to take him down, whatever that's going to be, right? So a lot of times with that, we focus on that person that looks better than us or that person that looks the way that we want, we think we want to look like. And no matter what we do until we look like them, which you'll never look like them because anatomy structure is different. Like the way they operate is different. Their metabolism could be different. So many things. But then also on top of that, not only are we focusing on what they have that we don't, every time we look in the mirror, we're anticipating to see that thing that's wrong, yeah. right? So, like, if somebody... You don't see anything you've done. Yes, exactly. And that's the problem about dysmorphia is even when you're looking in the mirror or anything like that, even if you've accomplished a lot, which most people do, they accomplish a lot. If you are being consistent, even if you're not perfect, you're getting results. Yeah. You know, it's unless some for some freaking reason, like, your consistency is consistently eating Oreos. Yeah. Then, <laughs> right. you know, and not working out. Then you're not going to get these results. Yes. However, you know, if you're consistent, you're not going to see the results. And that's the problem with body dysmorphia is... 
then you, you're, I mean, obviously you're in your head. Yeah. But you're not seeing the progress you're making that's getting you closer to those goals. So you can't appreciate it. You can't look back and say, hey, uh, this effort that I'm putting in is getting me somewhere. Right. Instead, you're seeing, I'm the same. I just busted my ass. I went to the gym five days this week. You know, I nailed my nutrition with like 90% adherence. And I'm eating these foods that I don't enjoy or whatever, especially if you're new. And you're like, I don't see the progress. Yeah. So why am I doing this? Right. And that's what the I personally believe the big problem with body dysmorphia is. And I think that... You know, being that we do transformations, we see that with a lot of people that come in. All the time. They don't see the progress that they make. You know, we've had people that have come down that, like, have lost 60 pounds. Yeah. And they don't see it. They still see that person. They feel the same way as that person. I think you were kind of saying something earlier that goes down, you think about high achievers, it's being able to see it. If you close your eyes and what you see in a year... You know, if it's not different, then you're always going to be in that same position. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've noticed through like high achievers of any level or whether it be in fitness or business or anything of that nature, like they can see it to the point where they can taste it. They can touch right. it. They smell the air that's going around them and stuff like that when they hit that moment. You know, so this is a matter of getting there. Mm-hmm. It's this is the progress. This is what I have to do in order to get there. And they see it and they can, some of them can appreciate the accomplishments along the way uh, mm-hmm. and the journey that they have to take, but they're willing to go through it. But they see that whereas if you have, if you have this body dysmorphic issue. You know, which can be, it's going to on both sides for, for, for a lot of guys. And that's not, actually not a true statement. For for some guys, at least guys that were like me, it's you don't see that change that you're making in your body composition that's building muscle, you know, that's maybe reducing body fat or anything like that. And on the opposite side, you, you know, if you're trying to lose body fat or, or weight or whatever, you're not seeing those changes. You're just not seeing the change in the body. Yeah. So then emotionally and, and mentally, you're getting you're beating yourself up. Right. And I think one of the most important things, and we've seen this with challengers that come through all the time that leave after they've lost yeah. 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds, whatever that is, that come back weighing the same they did or even more is it's an identity issue. It's yeah. not that they can't do it. They yes. a thousand percent can do it. Yeah. But if they're always trying to stay true to that identity, you believe yourself to be that quote unquote fat person, which is something I always thought of when I was younger because I was a chunky yeah. kid. So like losing all that, I always thought like, just don't be fat. That was yeah. always my thought. So I'm always thinking fat, right? Like yeah. it's always in my head. So if, if you still consistently believe that that's who you are, you'll find a way to get back to that point. You're going to create a self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. That's a super hard phrase to say. Yes. But I did it. <laughs> you did but it's, well it. But it is exactly. You're going to create that nature that that's going to become the reality. Yeah. You know, if, and that goes back to something we talked about before is you, you are the sum of the people that you spend your time with. Yes. And the environment that you spend mm-hmm. your time with. But also, it's what you think. Mm-hmm. You know, what you think is really, truly what you're going to manifest. I am a huge believer in that. I'm a huge believer in, in one of the things that you know we've talked a lot about is mental strength. Is a lot of people spend a lot of time improving, you know, the fitness. So I think one of the ways you can start getting out of body dysmorphia, and I don't know, honestly, like I'm not a psychologist. Yes. I don't know. You know a little bit more about the mind um, than I do when it comes down to this. So I can only share what has kind of helped me. And I still suffer a little bit, mm-hmm. I would say. But one of the things that we spend a lot of time talking about is improving our body composition, improving our physical health, and everything like that. But we don't talk enough about building our mental strength. Correct. And so we're talking, hey, dedicate an hour of your day to the gym. Make sure you prep your meals and everything like that nature. We should also spend time increasing your mental strength. So get up early if you have to or stay up a little bit later or whatever. Read a book. Right. You know, and this, I didn't do this for a long time, but I'm a huge advocate of it now is spend time just mentally stimulating yourself and improving yourself in that way and getting stronger in that capacity so that you can then physically manifest it. Right. And I think that's one of, if we're going to start talking about how to kind of like improve yeah. body dysmorphia, your body dysmorphia, that would be one of the first things to do is actually start taking steps to improve your mental strength. Agreed. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. And two with that, I think an important distinction that you have to make too is like, 
what's the difference between dedicated and then what's the difference between being body dysmorphic and like oh you know that's I, a good point because it, it can get very confusing like because yeah. you might have some one of you listening right now is probably like well i just love going to the gym like i, I don't think i have that like i yeah. don't want to put the thought in your head that oh you have it i would say that and this is my own definition this isn't anything from you know yeah. the textbooks or whatever like that a true definition my definition would be like dedication or passion for doing whatever it is that you want to do or you, you know you setting goals is that you're optimistic about those goals you know you're optimistic along the journey and so even though you're not there yet you're not where you want to be you're still enthusiastic about achieving that or getting to that point because you understand it's the process i would say you start shredding the body dysmorphia waters so to say when it starts affecting you emotionally negatively in a way that's I don't think I'll ever achieve what I want to get to or I'll never be where I want to be. Yeah. And then so you start doubling your efforts, yeah. which we'll get into our next point with the old punishment workouts, but you start doubling your efforts or tripling your efforts and doing all of these crazy things to just try to look different or feel different. And it's not really truly the point of why you're focusing on your health or your fitness. You know, your, your health is actually taking a negative turn yeah. because you're thinking so negatively about yeah. where it's at or you're setting these completely unrealistic goals that you'll never hit anyway you know there are some people where like your your max weight or your the max weight you should lose should be let's just say like 130 pounds this is just an example of a person random don't that is not the goal is this standard. a real person Chaz? <laughs> is this a gold standard no, is this what no, i should be doing no, so i gotta no. lose 130 pounds right now you're telling me no okay. absolutely not what okay. i'm saying is let's say for an example we have a person that the lowest they should get is 130 pounds okay all right that's the example of our person that is the lowest they should absolutely get they look great at 130 pounds their their market biomarkers are awesome cholesterol levels are great all that type of stuff fantastic but in their head they have to get to 120 that's at their head that they, yeah they've heard that 120 is the peak physical condition they have to get there completely disregarding any advice given by anybody else saying no where you're at is yeah. excellent, you know, like something like that. Like when you start getting into that mentality, well, that's when it becomes. A I think also to to add a distinction there is even if they're at that one thirty, and I, I do want to circle back to like the difference between dedicated and, and having, you know, this kind of issue. But there, it, and you can kind of also still have both. Sure. But being at one thirty at the same time, I just because somebody does say it's great, so I think that it was the distinction you made of the biomarkers mm -hmm. and your health are good and. Physically, that person's also happy. I think the big distinction for body dysmorphia too is they don't see that right. 130. Right, yes, so they're yes. saying I want to go to 120, but it's because when they're at 130, let's say there's somebody who lost weight, they see that person that was 100 pounds heavier. Mm -hmm. So they don't see that the progress they've made. Even you know, and that's one of the reasons why we do encourage progress photos. Yeah, and we do encourage taking statistics weekly uh, to get measurables and stuff of that nature, so you can see that continued progress. Yeah. However, like it's. When you get to that point, because yeah, I've had people tell me like, oh, like you're fine. Why are you trying to work out? Why are you trying to build more muscle? Why are you trying to lean out? Oh, you, you know, you're obsessed. You have body, I've been told like you have body dysmorphic issues and stuff of that nature. And, and I think like for me now, I don't see the 115 pound kid anymore. Right. I don't see the 170 pound person. I now, and I do obviously sometimes maybe don't see as, as the progress I've made, but I've definitely taken you know strides to improve that. However, there's also a difference where people will trying to hold you back because of the goals that you're setting for yourselves. And that's another difference between, I think, dedication. Yeah. So like when I, and again, using myself as just an example, because this is one, but also this goes for how many people we've seen in, in the gyms. We have actually uh, one of our, our teammates that's here today, and she started 
and because we were talking uh, yesterday when she was here, uh, we were talking because when she started, one of the reasons she started her challenge with Legion and the first ever challenge that we ever did uh, in 2014 was because she wasn't getting the support and then somebody else didn't encourage her to do it yeah. at all. She, she had no support. And anytime she started trying to take care of herself and getting better, she was put down and then made to think like, oh, that's a bad idea. And I've had this recently as well, where it's like when I'm trying to eat well, you know, or when, and you'll get this from family, you'll get this from friends or I'm trying to eat well, or I have to, I want to go work out or I want to work out again, yeah. you know, or something like that. Or I want to then push, you know, I want to even get tighter on my nutrition to push my body to another level. You know, then you will have people that go, what are you doing? Well, you're, you've already hit your point. You're mm -hmm. good. Yeah. You're perfect. You don't have to get any better. That's a difference. That's a distinction. That's a kind of person that doesn't get it. Right. And I would argue they're not mentally strong enough. Correct. I would argue that that's a kind of person that you have to sometimes, when they say that stuff, you have to take it with a grain of salt because you then will second guess. You're like, what? Yeah. What's wrong with me? Why am I doing this? Right. So I think the distinction here is with body dysmorphia is that like you get to that point where it's it's what you wanted to achieve. Yeah. It, it you know without other issues going on, it's the level that you wanted to achieve. You wanted to to get there. You just don't see it. Right. You wanted to get down to that point where you could see your abs, but when you look in the mirror, you see rolls. Yeah. You know you wanted to. Uh, you know, to be comfortable wearing your bathing suit on the beach, and then when you're on that beach, you know, you don't see that. And so I think, you know, another way oops, uh, to, to make those happen, though, to get past that point, kind of goes into what we were talking about, though, is educating yourself yeah. and, and getting your mental self stronger, but then also putting yourself around people that aren't going to tell you you're perfect, you're right. good, you're right. doing this. Right. They're going to help you throughout the process. Yeah. And I think that's a big part is, is getting past this has been embraced. It gets to embrace the process, yep. embrace working out, embracing eating right, going like, hey, I didn't want to come in today and I came in today. You know, we had a, a woman that came to the 10 a.m. session here, Eileen, and uh, she was just saying, she's like, you know, there's a lot of people that come to the 10 a.m. session that it just doesn't really work for their schedule. Mm -hmm. It's not the best, but they love not just the coaches, but the other people that come there. The so they yeah. make it work. Right. They make that time work for them. So if you ever say to yourself, I don't have enough time, you can always find time. You just got to want it. Yeah. Uh, but they encourage each other to get better, to get happier, you know, to, and then make themselves happier. So having that kind of support system, I think is definitely something that needs to be in place if this is something that you really do struggle with. Because when you don't have the support system, what ends up happening? You get in your own head. Oh, yeah. You just like, you just, you pummel yourself. You get down, you know, I know me, I go down a freaking rabbit hole. Right. And you just, you know, you go down there and you're sitting there, you don't have anybody to lift you up or get you out. Yep. And you will always be able to find two to three to one ratio, guarantee, find a group of people that will find what's wrong versus what will find what's right. Yeah. So if you get stuck in your negative mindset or why something's not working, you will very easily, and this is one of the hardest things, especially with social media, because social media is terrible with this. But you will be able to find those people that sympathize with you in the negativity or in the pain so much quicker and easier than people that will pull you out of that. Because think about it, like when you're self-sabotaging or when you're in that negative mindset or whatnot, you want to protect your belief yeah. because at that point you're so broken down, you're so just emotionally raw that you want somebody to agree with you and say, yeah, how you're feeling is right. That's okay. Like, yeah. go eat that piece of cake. Go eat the candy. Go do this. Go, you know, you don't have to work out today. You've been working out. Like, take a rest day. Do this, yeah. do that, whatever that might be. Like, you will find those people so much easier than somebody says, stand up, walk out the house, get yeah. your body moving, change your chemistry yeah. in your head, 
get the serotonin down, get the endorphins running, you know, like doing all that type of stuff. Because that's not an easy conversation to have no. with somebody that's breaking down. It's a hard It's a very hard conversation, yeah. which is why when you get in those environments, it's helpful. And additionally, if you do struggle with this and you're trying to get past it, the most important thing you can do for yourself is to create a new identity okay. for who you are. How do I create a new identity? Yeah, Chaz? great question. So it, it's, it's multifaceted, but what you have to do is you have to break free from the old identity of that fat person or that skinny person, that person that you used to be, because you have to, ex you basically have to like put your, put your life on a timeline, right? Put your whole, everything that's been going on on a timeline and really think about yourself at a timeline. You know, I'm 27. So if I look at my timeline, let's say my timeline, I'm going to give myself extra time. All right. I made it to 85. That'll be my... You're probably going to live to 150 with the advances yeah, inside. Advances inside. All right. I got 150. Yeah. So that means if I expand my timeline, if I put it out in front of me like a horizontal line, at 27, can you see how much extra time I have left? All that extra that we have there, right? To create a new identity. Yeah. So if you really think about it at that point, if I take what I used to have with me for another... What is that? To get to 150 is another... 123 years. years. Okay, cool. So if I take all that stuff that I had and I bring that forward, I'm not going to make any progress. I'm not going to get yeah. anywhere, right? Like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to create anything new. It's going to keep repeating the same issues. Right. But additionally, if I take that 27-year gap and I look at the past five years and I see the real changes that I've actually made. You yeah. know, this is for the people that, like, let's say you've gained significant muscle or you've lost a lot of weight in the past two years. Look at that progress. Look at what's actually happened in there. And then look towards your future of what's possible. But the thing that you have to do is you have to create the identity that says it's possible. Yeah. But also the identity that says I'm not that same person. Mm -hmm. So who you were back then, let's say you were the fat person or you're the fat kid in school or something like that and you got bullied for it or whatever like that. That person already took steps to change. Yeah. Right. That person already made the effort to become someone new. So it's not fair to that person to bring them back into that mindset because they're already trying to change. That person's trying to change. The old you made the steps to change. Yes. Now you've created who you are now. You have to take where you're at now forward in this new identity saying, I don't still associate with those people that tell me, just take a day off, do this, do that, do that. Yeah. You know, I don't eat the same foods that I used to eat. Yep. And I don't, when I have a bad day, I don't emotionally eat because that's not who I am. That's yeah. who I used to be. That's who I was, but now, because of what I've learned, because of what I can do, because of what I know, that's not who I am. And so it's creating the ability to just every, it's, and it literally takes every day. It's a discipline. It is 1,000% a discipline to create where it is. And you know better than anybody because you came up from, you know, you, you pretty much, you took the quote-unquote dream personal trainer route, right? Like, <laughs> you started in training, you learned how to be a trainer, you left training, you opened up your, your own uh, gym trained then you became fitness business owner helping other trainers yeah. train that's like the yeah. ultimate progression of where you could take it but each one of those phases took a different you yes right yeah and i would like to say that, and to relate this to somebody who is struggling with this right now is to understand that one like any transformation it's not easy no. at all so one of the reasons when we do a lot of our 28 or our six we kind of challenges where we start with people we don't take the approach of let's get rid of a little bit of water, or, you know, bread here and this or that because it doesn't stick. You've got to go through the discomfort, Ugh. get uncomfortable, you know, almost break down a little bit yeah. to then create that new identity, create that new person that you're going to be. 
so one, first off, this is not easy. Changing who you are, you have to be ready for it or have to be, even if you're not quite ready, willing to go through the, the, the frustrations, the tough nature of it. Embrace the, the help, suck. Embrace the suck. Yeah. You know, you've got to go through that. Pro- you got to, and that's embracing the process, loving the process, which will come in time. But you have to be willing to change everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and now we're kind of like going off of this. This is just creating change. But that's one of the reasons that we set it up that way. It's like, hey, you got to work out five days a week. You have to eat like this. You know, because we know a little bit, you're obviously not going to eat perfectly and that's totally fine. But at the end of the day, if honestly, if the, the advice of, oh, just change this here or there, or just do that, you know, here and there worked, then we wouldn't kind of consistently see obesity rates rising in my opinion. Right. You know, that advice is not working because it's shitty advice. Yeah. So we have to make changes, which is going to be, hey, it's going to be hard. You got to change what you're doing. Yeah. You got to change those habits, but it's in your control. These changes are in your control. So if it's fitness, if you want to change your body, it's in your control, it can be done. And as you're talking about going and creating the new identity, a great way to do it is just look back five years. Are you the same person you were five years ago without even trying to do this? Are you that same person you were 10 years ago? You know, so I'm 32, you're 27, I'm 32. When I first opened Legion and I was that, you know, starting their own business, I was 25, I think it opened when I was 26 or something like that. I think I left the other one or 24, 25. Something of that nature. Remember that math is seven years. 25. When I first opened, I am a complete... Was I, Am I a business owner now and a business owner then? Yes. Right. Am I the same business owner? Absolutely not. Do I then still see myself as that person that was that... You know, that in person started? Absolutely. So that's a little bit of a... I guess you could say body dysmorphia there too in a different context. But the person that I was five years ago, even at 27, two years in owning a business is completely different. Sure. You know, but with, with everything I knew, how I, would, how I handled situations... So it's the same thing. Like I don't handle situations anywhere near the same right now <laughs> as I used to back then. Yeah. And that's the same thing as I think going through this process to, to understanding how to create that transformation and changing your body and changing the way that we see ourselves. So that's not even close, probably the technical thing. And somebody's going to correct us on this is what body dysmorphia sure. really is, you know, and it's, it is, it's true. It's a true issue. It's a big issue. Yeah, absolutely. But like, so I'm not making light of it. However, like understanding that, Part of it is you have you have the ability to make those changes. Mm-hmm. You know you go through it, and then it's being able to see and appreciate the changes that you're making yeah. through that mental education. Because you know from going from creating this to, to what you said is that path, it was all mental training mm-hmm. to even get there. Yeah, you know I was constantly mentally improving myself, but then also understanding and having the visualization of this is what's going to happen. Here's this path. This is where I want to be, and this is how I want to be. Here's the next thing. Like I have that vision set up uh, of where I want to go and how I want to get there, and then it's it's seeing that person actually come to fruition Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not it's just not easy you know it's not easy and and it can be limiting and and we're going kind of all around this topic not even super close because that's why I wrote the fitness show that doesn't always talk about fitness it's all all intertwined you know the the lessons that fitness teach us very much go over every single aspect of life Um, but you know it's again it's it can it's a a real big issue for a lot of people yes and it's you know, for a lot of people that are creating their transformations can really hold them back and create a lot of unhealthy habits and a lot of unhealthy issues or prevent people from ever even continuing or getting sewing so they don't understand the true potential that they really have. Yes. And that's any person. That's anything. And that's the same thing that person that constantly beats himself down, hangs out with the wrong people, that doesn't think they can accomplish it, doesn't think they can rise up, doesn't think they have the skill or the ability. They can learn that. You can achieve that. Will it be tough? Absolutely. But that's something that you can achieve, but they have to see it and they have to believe it. Yeah. And you have to take it one day at a time. One day at a time. Too. Yeah. The, it, like, 
yes, have a vision for where you want to go and, and, you know, maintain that vision as well as you can. But if you don't take it one day at a time, it's very easy to get caught up in all the things you quote unquote should be doing. Or, you know, if you go to a party, a birthday party or something like that, and you eat a little poorly or something, you know, that's just one day in the whole journey of where you're going. And that's getting into our next point of... Ah, I was going to do the segment. It's still the segment. All right, all right. Well, no, it's going to get into the next point of... And we've heard this, and and some people do this. I used to do this to myself, so I I know exactly what this pattern's like and what this feels like. But when you punish yourself with working out. So that's, you know, I ate poorly, so today I'm going to work out for two hours. You know, to try to work off yeah. what I did. or And you'll see this with diets, too. You know, I ate really bad yesterday, so I'm going to fast for a full day today. You know, and, and, and do whatever that is. The problem with getting to this point is that you've already started to make yourself wrong in yes. your head. And the, the, the thing you're going to create there is that it's it's not okay to have a bad day. Yeah. Right? Or, it, you know, you have to be perfect because if you're not perfect, you now have to punish yourself to get back to perfect. Nobody's perfect but you, Chaz. No, that's right. I mean, I, I've been trying to say that since I was born. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly it. It's, there's no such thing as perfection. You're just going to beat yourself up and you're going to make it worse. I – and exercise and nutrition is not punishment. No. It's not punishment. So, period. I hate punishment workouts. I don't do them. I don't think people should do them. I don't think anybody should ever tell somebody to do one or have somebody do one. If you don't eat right, guess what? There's another day. Yep. You know, you have a bad workout, so what? You're frustrated, you screw up, something happens in your life, you don't gotta go destroy yourself in a workout because it's not gonna do anything for you. Workouts and nutrition are supposed to build you up. Yes. Build you up physically and also mentally and then emotionally as well. Right. You know, so you want to consider that. You don't ever wanna have to go like, it, for you or anybody else, then dread. And I think that's a problem. I think, you know, coaches have that that thing like back in the day where they would, hey, here's the exercise component. We're just going to beat the crap out of people mm-hmm. and we're going to p- put them into the ground to make them mentally tough and all that stuff uh, or whatever. But really just to punish people. It's like, oh, you're not listening. You're not paying attention. Cool. We're going to run laps. Everybody pukes. Right. Or they tear something or something happens. So people are used to that and they have that negative connotation. Whereas what we're trying to do and we're, I think the industry as a whole is actually doing a really good job is, is helping educate people that like workouts are fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's even if you don't necessarily enjoy them, it's not purpose isn't to kill yourself, to crush yourself and to hate it. You know, like they're hard enough as it is right. when you do a good workout, but punishment workouts have no place in any point in time for anybody. And if you do it, 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 it builds bad habits. Yeah. You know, it's like it puts in your head that I can't screw up. Which you screw up, you're human. That's right. just what happens. Like we all make mistakes. Yeah. You know, I make them every single day, sometimes on the minute. Right. You know, so like it happens. The cool thing about mistakes or those issues is just a learning experience. Mm-hmm. It's what can we, I mean, hell, opening this location and getting this set up, I made a million mistakes along the way. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing I can do is instead of, I'm not gonna go and punish myself and go, I don't know, do it again in such a horrible fashion. Right. Instead, I'm going to learn from it. Yeah. i say, hey, this is what happened at this point, and this is what happened at that point, and this is what's going on, this is why we did it, here's what we can do, and here's how I can help franchisees or other gym owners or whatever, or other business owners prevent that stuff from happening mm-hmm. because I went through it firsthand. And it's the same thing. Hey, I'm at an experience. And also understand that like, if you go off your diet or whatever or have a bad workout, it's okay just period. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you can do the next day and it's fine. Track, it's, yeah. Again, it's 365 days in a year. Right. It's not the sum of how hard you go in two workouts mm-hmm. at all. Well, and I so. think that's like going off of that. It's 
aside from the whole mental piece, like it's so ineffective. It's such an ineffective form of training for your body too. Yeah. Like if you let's say let's say you work out in the morning and then you go get pizza for lunch with a friend or something like that, and you feel bad because of the pizza. So then you go work out again to undo that. Chances are, if you're, you know, it, assuming you are natural and you're not using any enhancements or anything like that, like your body can only be pushed to a certain point before it starts breaking things down that don't need yeah. to be broken down. Like you're not going to recover effectively or efficiently to actually see any progress if you consistently break yourself down yeah. like that. And that's a lot, you know, these two, the reason we pair these together is because they go hand in hand by dysmorphia and punishment workouts and all that. Because you're constantly trying to see that results or whatever. A lot of times if you're consistently punishing your body, you're not going to see any results, results because you're not giving it what it yeah. needs to build or recover yeah. or look the way that you want it to look because it doesn't have the chance. You're not giving it the right. chance. And that's recovery. Recovery is the key to transformation. You have to recover. Uh, my brother got his hormones tested recently, and they're freaking awful. Uh, <laughs> right, Billy? So don't worry. Same boat. Must be a genetic thing. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, right? <laughs> low testosterone. Sweet, bro. Um, but it's the other thing is as we're going through this, I keep thinking like, I struggle actually kind of to understand why people do punishment workouts because I've never like, I love working out. Mm -hmm. I, do, I I know not everybody's like that. I totally get that. I love to work out. I look forward to working out even on the days I don't want to work out. Like, then I like the next day if I miss it or whatever. I I, I do enjoy working yeah. out. And you started making me think like we we're talking to. Uh, uh, somebody about sales and they're like oh man i'm gonna hold this person down for like three hours until they buy I'm like why yeah why would you want to do that why would i want to have to force that person want to do that and it's the same thing with fitness like why punishment workouts shouldn't be a thing is yeah they go hand in hand but if you're gonna help yourself get out of it you need to enjoy the process you need yeah. to go through it but if i want somebody to like want to come here mm -hmm. like i want somebody to come to legion because they love the team the coaches the people the energy so they want to come back they've heard great things that's why they're going to want to come in not because we have to force them and then just beat them into submission to sign up for a program so they never come back and it doesn't help them. right and it's the same thing it's never going to help you if you're using it to force yourself and punish yourself because a lot of the other things outside of just you not enjoying it if you don't enjoy something like, and there's people that enjoy the suck. Yeah. And yeah. that's another thing. Like, you can totally enjoy the suck. Like, I love, you know, when things are hard, um, you know, and going through that and, and going through the process, which is a lot of times in business, why I like a lot of business, because a lot of things are hard and they're struggling. You got to figure out, you figure out yourself throughout the process. And same thing with fitness. But, like, with workouts, like, you got to look forward to it. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, man, I got to do this. Now I got to go do this hard-ass workout. It shouldn't be the way because you're going to achieve more. Right. You know, just even that level of stress, not even just on, on top of beating your body up, not recovering, because then you're not going to eat well. Right. It goes hand in hand. You're yeah, not going to yeah. eat what you need to eat or anything like that. Like, if you're trying to gain weight, you're going to shove your face with calories mm -hmm. so that you then never achieve it, and then you end up doing more harm for your body. Same thing, if you're trying to lose weight, you're going to end up starving yourself, and who knows if that body's more for breeds on anorexia or anorexia blosa. Right. Um, uh, or really, I mean, and that'll happen. So, like, those other bigger issues will then start not bigger, but other issues, just about issues that are going to go with it are going to happen. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, you should just want to do it. Right. You want to create a possible, you want to do it. So like the stress of having to do it, it's going to screw up your hormones, yeah. increase cortisol. It's going to make it harder to build muscle and lose body fat periods. Just the stress alone. And then you're putting all that stress in your body from not recovering. Cause then you're not going to be able to sleep. No. You're not giving the nutrients that it needs. You're creating all this other stuff. You're going to waste away the money. You're going to get muscle. You're going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. So you're doing yourself more harm than good. It creates this more negative loop. But then it makes you punish yourself probably even right. more. Right. Like I'm working my ass off. And then it leads to a point where you just hit a wall and then it all goes to shit. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what we don't want to do. Yeah. Like it should never have to be. And especially like, you know, we, we talked, we were talking about, we're, we're going to be launching a kids program at Legion and, uh, you know, to really help form those habits early on. But that's something that like exercise again, early on, it should be fun. Yeah. It like should be something that the they want class. to do. Yeah. yeah. Like it should be something they look forward to. I was gym kid of the month, by the way. <laughs> um, thank you. I actually wanted to be a gym teacher. That was my original, original thing I went to school for. Um, <laughs> But, yeah. You as a gym teacher would be incredible. Yeah, would be fantastic. I'd just be rocking short shorts and be like, no rugby today. All right. Go to the gym. Um, I just got distracted. But, uh, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, you bring up, like, very good points. And the other thing that you want to make sure that doesn't happen by doing that is you don't want to teach yourself that every time you eat poorly, yes. you can just go and work out twice as hard. It doesn't work. Yeah. Like, like it just, it literally doesn't work. Uh, for everyone listening, I want you to listen to this right now. If you overate yesterday and you plan on doing multiple workouts today to undo what you did yesterday, it's literally impossible because your body has already started processing and digesting and storing any food that you ate yesterday. You're not undoing any of that process. And fun fact as well, if you need to learn about digestion or anything, is that if you overeat today and an hour later you go work out, your body is still going to be digesting that food after your workout. Like you need to understand that there's so much more at play than just, okay, I can go burn some calories and the calories I just ate don't matter. That's why we always talk about nutrition. I thought you were talking about digestion. We should say you should take a bit of extra greens. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Heard it helps with digestion. But yeah, I mean, you, you, you have to understand the essentials of nutrition as well. And that's why we talk and, and stress the importance of proper nutrition yeah. because you can't out-train a bad diet. You cannot work out long enough. And that's why we also say, like, if you're on an elliptical or a treadmill at a gym or something or you, and you see, oh, you've burned 100 calories in, in this amount of time, that's really not accurate, largely inaccurate, yeah. especially on those machines because it's not factoring in how much you weigh you know, how tall you are, any of those things. Like, none of that's getting factored in. Yeah. But it's not the same as saying, oh, I just ate this 100-calorie piece of candy. I can go hop on the treadmill for 20 minutes, and it doesn't count. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. Like, yeah. And I know it's, it's tough for people to, to grasp that because it's, it's, it's almost more tangible quick, quicker yes. than nutrition. Right. Like, nutrition is key. You can't out-train a bad diet. We've all tried it, mm-hmm. and you've heard this a million times before, and it wouldn't be a saying that's around everywhere if it wasn't the case. But, like, I get it. Like, if you, you eating that food and eating the healthy food and anything like that, you see all those calories up. You see you're sweating, you're tired, you're all that stuff. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't. I am not a fan. Uh, you know, for most people, like, this isn't the – and part of it also comes, like, the biggest loser. Biggest loser – and brought a lot of popularity stuff, but we don't live in the world that is the biggest loser. Right. We're not having a nutritionist make all of our foods and prep all that and our whole day is controlled so that we can do this and we work out multiple times a day and get the calories and everything that's needed to do that. We have other stuff going on. We have jobs, we have families, some of you have kids. You know, I got dogs. You know, so we have other stuff, which he woke me up when I woke up today. Dude, it was, he went to the bathroom all over his, his area. It was, that's how I got to start my day. But, <laughs> So I'm assuming that's like kids. Yeah, um, I don't know. But it's like there's so much more going on that really unless you're like a professional athlete, you know, anything like that, going yeah. to, that just goes on double workouts, punishing workouts. Like it doesn't matter. Right. Like you said, you can't, you can't undo it. 
Just learn it to get better. Yes. But also understand that you can have that stuff. Yeah. You can have that food. It's okay. Right. It's right. not right. going to ruin you. Now, if you eat it every meal, yeah. well, that's... well, then you also then you just have to get mentally stronger to get to not do it, mm-hmm. to not have that food. Right. That's the hard part. That, yeah. That's probably the hardest part. Yeah. And honestly, with that, too, you have to understand that, like, if you're finding yourself all of a sudden, if you have one little break, and let's say you eat something bad, and that leads to you just going on this all-out 20-minute binge of eating something bad, maybe you needed a cheat meal. Maybe you need a break. Maybe you've been pushing yourself to the edge or the limit for so long that you just mentally need a break or you emotionally need a break of some sort or you've been, you know, you've been killing yourself for so long that maybe it's time that you back off a little bit, especially if you're doing the the punishment workouts. And this is not for anybody that out there that does like two a days or doubles or whatever. If you do that because you want to do that and you truly enjoy working out and your nutrition is on on point and like that. You factor that. Yeah. And that's all factored in and like done for you. That's great. Yeah. Like, not a problem If at all. done properly, it can be one of the best ways yeah. of improving in a fast rate your body. Absolutely. A thousand percent. But if you're doing this because you feel like you need to to undo something that yeah. you did or, you know, like, all that, you're just going to create bad habits. And, yeah. like, honestly, getting out of it, as arbitrary and simple as this sounds, it's literally just pause, accept the day for what it is. And then move on to the next day. The next day, like, it's a whole nother opportunity to just start again. You're not one day of inefficiency or one day of bad eating, one day of a bad workout, anything like that. That's not going to put you off track. That's not going to derail you the way you think it is. If you hop on a scale, I promise you, you're going to see a gain in weight. It's because you're holding on to water. That's it. It's water. You didn't gain weight. You did not gain actual weight. Yeah. You're just retaining water. Yeah. And... I'll let you segue since you wanted to segue, but we can talk. Ah oh, man, we can talk about gaining. I just wanted to segue in the last one, that's dude. What, that's, that's it. Oh. But <laughs> I, I just I like saw the segue for it, so I wanted to go for it. Uh, and I think you nailed it, though. I think like when it comes down to punishment workouts, it's just there's a difference between doing these workouts to try and make up for something, or because you want to put that pain on yourself because you're not happy with something, or because you're trying to get you know melt off that food you ate. Think about again. It's it's, it's the whole. It's yeah. the sum of everything. And if you're eating, you know, with the method of eating, you know, six meals a day or you know three meals a day or whatever. Even if you do that, if you look at it it's for over the whole course of a year, you know, if you have three meals a day for 365 days, you screw up a handful and you're totally fine. Yeah. You know, you don't have to beat your, yourself up over, it and it's not the same as doing those two days. Right. Which will actually, I think that's a good point, a good way to to bring into the next one, which is how to stay consistent on vacation. Because some people will also pre and post kind of like do this super hardcore yeah. method, almost punch themselves either before or after and not realize. And I think this also kind of goes like on vacation, I look forward to working out. Yeah. Like I, I do love when I travel or go place. One of the first things I want to do is I want to go find a local, local Check gym. Out the gym yeah. I want to get those workouts out, out when I'm out there. But that is, I know that's a little different than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's me. I'm a little different in that sense where I enjoy it. I like that change of scenery um, to kind of like spice it up. But people have, you know, like they just, they go off the rails, yeah. you know, on vacation. So the trick is to, just staying the same, to understanding that it's this, it's the same stuff has to go on. You're just in a different environment. Yeah. You know, so how can you stay consistent on vacation? It's to treat it, in my opinion, just like another day. Mm-hmm. Now you can give yourself a little bit more freedom. That's totally cool. You know, some people... 
use that vacation as that that motivation to stay on track and they need it and they need that that dust period where they can kind of take a little bit of a mental break yeah. which we definitely need to go over cheat meals at some oh, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because like cheat meals are, are one of the best ways for you to stay consistent enjoy the foods that you like still get amazing results um, and it's mentally and physically important uh, but like with vacation it's you got to keep that same mindset. Yeah. You got to go into it thinking the same thing. Like, hey, it's not sweet. I get a, a week off from having to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still like, what, what are you working out for? What are you eating right for? It's got to be something bigger so it makes it a lot easier when you're away. Yeah. And like, I heard an expression a while ago. I'm going to butcher the saying because I oh, don't remember exactly what it was. But it was something to the extent of most people don't go on vacation for vacation. They go on it for distraction. Okay. And the whole concept behind it was people go on vacation to distract themselves from all their problems at home or all yeah. of the things back wherever they're, they're going from. So a lot of times when people go on vacation, the first couple days, it's disconnecting from all the stuff that you had to deal with. Yeah. Then you get like maybe one or two days of pure quote unquote vacation. And then the last two days you're there, you're anticipating going home. Yeah. And so, like, when you're on vacation, you're not really on vacation. You're you're trying to avoid being back in that mindset or whatever yeah. that is. So, a lot of times when people blow their diets or just go off the rails on vacation, it's because they're that's being healthy and doing all that. That's part of that life that they're yep. leaving for a week. Yeah, you know, that's that's that mentality of like, well, I don't have to be rigid. I don't have to be strict. I don't have to be anything here. But I can just I can just let it all go for a week yeah. because I don't have to think. You know, yeah. I, I don't have to be stressed about it and. It doesn't have to be a stressful thing. Like it's entirely possible, and it's a choice to find healthy options on vacation. Yeah, you know, or healthier options. Yeah. and that's one of the things is like, I am I'm of a slightly different mindset when I like when I go on vacation. I like to enjoy myself. I like to just understand that like I'm not gonna be perfect this week, and it's totally cool because yeah. when I get back, I can get back on track. I got a whole year. I'll figure it out. Yeah. But like. I don't want to ruin my vacation by trying to stay so strict that I, I stress myself out trying to find, like, baked chicken. Yeah. You know, like, if I have to eat some wings here or there, I'll do it. But I'm not going to go so off the rails. It's like, well, I'm on vacation, so for seven days I'm going to eat everything in sight. Yeah. Because when I get home, I can't have any of it. Yeah. You know, that's where, like, the vacation weight really packs on because you're not, you're not, you're not even trying yeah. at that point. I mean, hey, I've gone on vacation where I have gained 15 pounds. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, exactly. And, and the cool thing is understanding, and I was okay with it. Too. I mean, obviously I went a little over. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I knew it was going to come right off. Right. And it's not like, it's not that real weight. A lot of it's bloat. A lot of it like is just from traveling, mm-hmm. your body adjusting, you know, just food you're eating, drinking, stuff like that. But, I, and I also look at it as I'm not, I'm not as strict when I'm away. Sure. You know, there are some people that I know that are strict and they're on point and great for them. Um, you know, and I think it depends on the time of year, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, you know, for a lot of people it is a distraction. That's totally cool, but you can be smart about it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean you have to like, you, instead of having the big chicken, you were still having chicken. Right. You right, know, right, so right. again, the basis of it, you're still looking, Hey, is this good protein? You know, instead of doing the, I mean, having maybe fried every here and there, but like still, is this a healthier option? Yeah. You know, is this going to taste good? Is this okay? Can I be lenient? Yeah, that's totally fine. Getting back on track. Maybe I'm not working out as much. If I do five days a week, maybe I only do two or three. Mm-hmm. Maybe my I, I'm not even doing the same style of workouts. Maybe I'm, I'm just like if I'm going to the beach, I'm just thinking my head is yeah. just cold out right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm going and I'm just walking. Right. And yeah. I'm running just being or something. Active. I'm just yeah. being active, playing a sport. Or like, you know, I still want to go on like a big mountain trip right. or whatever where it's like day-long hikes. 
am I going to go and try and actually like go and, and work out that day? Hell no. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. that's going to be the exercise I've been doing. It's a different type of workout. So it would be a vacation for me, mm-hmm. you know, different goal. I'm going to be eating a little bit differently, obviously throughout that process, but I'm not going to be worrying about it. I'm not going to say, but I'm still being smart. I'm going to make smart food choices. I'm still going to be active of some nature. Yeah. And that's when people go on vacation. They got to think it's okay. Right. It's not like, again, we're not, most people, unless you're like a bodybuilder or a figure competitor, something of that nature, professional athlete, which is not the people that we see. Yeah. Those aren't the people that are coming into Legion. And that's not me. It's not you. Right. So like the majority of people aren't that. So obviously our mindset's going to be different. Yeah. You know, if you're traveling, I have traveled with people that have packed their food because they're like close to competition. And I'm like, that looks pretty good right. but like I'm like alright I'm gonna go to the store and I'll just get okay options I'll yeah, go yeah, to yeah. Chipotle and I'll eat at Chipotle right you know I'll figure that out and I'll be okay on point I'm not trying to like nail everything down mm-hmm. but it has, it's under, it's also comes down to having understanding yeah. why am I doing this what is the bigger picture for me right and you I mean you made a great point with the activity portion of it is if you guys are going on vacation or you're going somewhere Get out, explore something, go yeah. look at something. Like if you're going on vacation to just sit down, you can do that at home. And I know that some people's idea of vacation is to do that. And like you just, you go and you just want to lay on a beach for a whole week and everything. If that's your thing, okay, cool. No worries. Yeah. But honestly, like you can make your whole vacation active by just seeing new things or going on a hike. It doesn't have to be an aggressive hike. Yeah. But like you have no idea what that's also going to do for your mind. Oh, yeah. Or just like your your stress release, yeah. like just being able to experience different cultures or different things or anything like to that extent. Or even if you want to be alone, go for a hike alone. Go yeah. somewhere alone, like on your own on vacation or walk the beach alone. Yeah. Man, that time with yourself, that meditative time with yourself can, I mean, that might solve all your issues right there. Like that might yeah. help you out beyond belief. You know? that, like, I don't think enough people do that. No. Period. No. Like... And that's, so maybe take a little segue, do your own little mini vacation at home for yourself. Start finding the time to dedicate to yourself. Yes. It is hard. I get that. But like a lot of the people that come to us, I was just looking at a couple of the new recommendations and reviews for Legion. And, you know, we see this a lot. A lot of the moms that come to Legion, it's like, I finally had to put myself first. Mm -hmm. Yes. And... This is one of my mentors earlier said, and I've heard this a million times, but if you're on a flight and the plane's going down and the oxygen mask comes down, do they say put it on your kid or do they put it on yourself first? You always have to put it on yourself first. So you have to do that. You have to take care of yourself. And I think that for a lot of people, having that time, like you said, just to, with them in their thoughts is another thing that they should do. Right. You know, they can do that. They can do, spend 15, 20 minutes doing that, do a little bit of reading. And I know it's like, I don't have the time. You'll have the time for it. And then when you understand what it can do for you, you're going to find that time. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that is, I think some, cause I, I thought it was stupid for a long period of time. Yeah. I was like, this is freaking stupid. I'm not doing that. I'm going to try and just work. If I'm up, I'm working. Right. You know, right I'm doing right. something, you know, I don't want to just sit there chill, but like that's actually on my days, like the part of my day I look forward to. The reason that I wake up so early now is so that I have that time. That's yes. just me and my coffee. And I'm just, in my thoughts and getting my kind of like my day together and then I can start reading and stuff like that and setting myself up so that I can then have that period of time of that like stillness, that quiet nature. Yep. So, yeah. but that's not really anything to do with vacation. But it's a yeah. vacation you can well, take at home. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it all kind of correlates, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it, you know, at that point. But ultimately just be like, be smart. 
Right? Yeah. Make intelligent decisions while you're away and everything. Don't don't give in to the whole animal brain, right? The animal mind of like, I'm just going to, I'm going to eat everything. I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to just veg out. I'm going to, you know, be this way because you know yourself well enough to know when you get home, yeah. you're going to beat yourself up about yeah. being on vacation. Like, Why would I do that? that? Yeah. yeah. And like, and you can't go back and change it. And I've done that. Yeah. You know, I've done that where I'm like, oh, I'm on vacation. And then I'm like, I felt like crap. Mm-hmm. I didn't end up doing things that I wanted to do because of that. And we remember how people make us feel. We remember experiences. Yes. We, those are the things that we remember. Not, you know, so what I remember is like, man, I, I felt like shit because I ate that food. Yeah. You know, because I, I drank that much or something like that. Instead of, and then being like, I, I could have done this, but I was uncomfortable. Right. Those are the things I remember instead of being like, wow, I'm super happy that I got to go explore here, go check this out. And I did this mm-hmm. and I felt good and I got that break and that distraction or whatever you want to call it was needed as they allowed me to come back stronger mentally and physically. So it's, it's being smart. Like, yes. do those smart choices. Right. And is it easy, especially if you're, like, on your vacation, you're used to that? No. No. Absolutely but not. the stuff you have to do is not easy. No. You know, if it was, everybody would be doing it. Right. And, and we're here to tell you what you need to hear. You know, it's a lot easier to say, oh, good, just go eat whatever you want and do that stuff. But you're going to screw yourself over when you come back. Yes. And, you're not, and, it's just, and then that's also, if you don't even work out, then you eat like crap. Think about how hard it is to get started again. Like that is one of the hardest things is to stop and then restart. So in this way, at least you're not ever stopping. You may be doing something else, which is going to be giving that invigoration to do something when you come back. But definitely when you're on vacation, don't stop doing something. Be active of some nature, whether it's finding a gym. Like I love to go find a gym, experience new things, things that I can then learn and take back from it and, and being active that way. But then also being active in whatever the environment that I'm in, but also being conscious with the food. You know, just make good food choices. If it's, you know, be okay with being lenient on, hey, it's still chicken. Right, you right, know? right, right, right. It's still, you know, potatoes or whatever. It's rice. You know, thinking about that 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. 80% of the time or 80% of whatever I'm eating is probably pretty good. You know, and then when I get back, I can really dial it in. Yeah. Because I'm going to need that mental break to then be able to go and give it 100% when I get back anyway. Correct. So, got anything to add on that, bud? Yeah. No. You nailed it. All right, so with that today, uh, thank you so much for coming on episode four of LTC TV and podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this. Yes. We want to be able to yes. help as many people as possible. So please share and then comment below if anything today has really resonated with you. Because today we covered body dysmorphia. You know, that's a big topic, it's a big issue. That's something a lot of people, a lot of us struggle with. And there are ways to help with that, um, but it starts also with loving you. Yep. Punishment workouts, bottom line, don't do them. Don't do them. Don't just punish don't. yourself. It's not even worth it. Don't do it. And then if you're on vacation, just be smart, be active, enjoy yourself. You know, it's okay to enjoy your, yourself and your day. So with that, that's what we had to say with episode four. We'll be coming with you with episode five soon. And be consistent. We'd love for you to share it. We'd love your feedback. And thank you so much for listening and being here. Catch you later. Later, guys.